How's it going, everyone? It's Monday, June 23rd, 2021. You're listening to Two and a Half Hoopers, Boris Diaz's favorite basketball podcast. I'm your host, broadcasting from a t-shirt and underwear, Jacob Lehman. Uh, here with jo- I'm here with uh, George Martin. Hello. No camera for him because he has uh, no Wi-Fi. And Josh Rhodes, full squad. I'm t-shirt and shorts, not underwear. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording first morning episode. I woke up 15 minutes ago. We got some natural sunlight coming in for the YouTube video. It, well, except for George, uh, but <laughs> we got a good show for you guys. Uh, Suns go up 2-0, uh, Bucks Hawks preview that we promised we would get to uh, in the last episode, and then the draft lottery results, and also my top five white boys in the NBA in honor of Kayvon Herter. It just it only makes sense. And uh, Alex Caruso being arrested. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I got my list, Josh. Don't worry. Uh, remember, if you guys like what you should make sure to follow us at Troopers Instagram and Twitter. Uh, drop a comment. A concern, maybe? I don't know. Any sort of interaction. Frankie didn't comment last time, did he? Yeah, Frankie doesn't listen, all right? So I won't have Frankie in the podcast. I simply won't. He also wanted to drop a hot take that Ben Simmons is ass. So (laughs) we can see where his head's at uh, as far as hot (laughs) takes go. Scorching. We do both have the Hawks winning, though, uh, against the Bucks. So I'm not too confident, (laughs) but we'll see how it goes. Let's get right into it. Hopefully, we don't have an hour and a half episode. We'll start with the Suns being the Clippers. 104-103, take a 2-0 lead because that's the only game that happened. But my God, uh, was that a good game. We got kind of lucky. There's only one game on. We got this one, though. Uh, I'm still kind of, you know, bugging out. It happened last night. PG missed two free throws. We'll up one. Nine seconds left. Not good. Then uh, Booker kicks it to Mikkel Bridges. Misses the corner three. Terrence Mann tips it out of bounds. So Jay Crowder has to have this weird little pass, you know, on the baseline, like kind of with two defenders in front of them, the two baselines. Just loves it. Nice day and ball game. Blouses. Uh, I'll start with Josh because he actually watched this game. Oh, t- <laughs> walk, walk me through the last play. You called it. You, ca- I thought it was going to be a Booker. Right? I thought it was going to be a Booker. Uh, come across like a double screen and go right yeah. in, in that corner right there, kind of do a fadeaway, like the J.R. Smith game winners when Carmelo Anthony is out in thirteen with the Knicks. Uh, yeah. But you called it, Aiden. What'd you think? Well, Aiden had a good game. Aiden was probably the only bright spot for the Suns for the most part. Campaign picked it up eventually and then kind of wrote it out. But mo- both these teams are struggling, especially from perimeter shooting. I didn't really like the Mikel Bridges call. I kind of thought Booker should have taken it to the center and then had the rest of the court because it wouldn't have brought a double. But when you're in such a weird uh, place to inbound the ball, I mean – I don't want to say it sounded obvious, but they did that play similar in the first quarter, and Aiton dunked all over Zubash. It was terrible. It was it was bad. And I, I figured, I was like, why don't they just do that again? Because it seems like it's working. Aiton's kind of getting whatever he wants, no matter who's on him. They put Cousins in to kind of uh, mitigate that pass a little bit. It clearly didn't work. Um and they had such a small amount of time. I was, I think they were just afraid that if Booker got it, he would have probably had to hoist something that he didn't like. Um, but it was a good play call by Monty Williams. That play has happened before him. Uh, I think it was in Orlando a long time ago. Dwight Howard dunked the ball to win the game. It was a really fun play to watch. It's it that very... one and then the New York Knicks David Lee one with point one. Yeah. Where he, had to, he had to tip it. We had to tip it. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a very good call by uh, Monty Williams, uh, in my opinion. And, yeah, that's that's ultimately what won them the game. They both struggled from the field, and I think that they went for the safer option instead of, like, I guess the quote-unquote cooler uh, <laughs> game winner. 
it was still pretty bad. It was still pretty cool. It was still pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yeah, so they but, brought yeah. in Boogie to kind of deter Jay Crowder. And uh, if you remember correctly, Jay Crowder was the one that put the ball on the money for that Uncle JG game winner with, on the Celtics, like a bunch of years back against the Heat, where he had to hoist it like the whole entire length of the short court to the corner. Who was breathing like that? George. <laughs> you but yeah, anyways, Jay, Jay knows how to pass in those late game situations. I do agree with you. Booker shouldn't have pushed it to the corner because that made an easy double. So they were already doubling him throughout the game in the high pick and roll, and that was opening a lot. But he went to the corner, so I made an easy double, and Mikel got a decent look, but not the best. But yeah, great play mm-hmm. call in that last one. George, what did you take from this one uh, with what you watched? Uh, well, first, I just want to say uh, campaign had like an out of body experience, twenty nine and nine with no turnovers. He he literally looked like Chris Paul out there, like Chris Paul took over his body and just had an incredible game. I mean, he had 16 first half points. That was wild. And then also with Aiton, he's kind of broken up the Clippers small ball that that made them really successful in the last series against the Jazz. And I'm not going to say like, oh, you know, he's better than what Gobert was doing, but he provides, he's he able to switch. <laughs> he, he's able to switch and get out to the shooters on the corner and just rotate. And the Clippers don't have like those same driving lanes where they can kick. So they've just, you know, and that prompted them to start Zoo in the second game. So I just really feel like he's kind of been the X factor to their success in this series so far. No, Aiden definitely uh, has been the best big they face because, you know, Porzingis didn't show up. And then Gobert, they figured Gobert out how to use worse him. worse than Porzingis. Honestly, yeah, because yeah. when they found out how to, uh, you know, him. exploit him on defense. But yeah, Aiden, he's great. And he does all the intangible things. He knows where to be. Yeah, when you get those lobs, he plays good defense. He's nimble on the perimeter. But I wish when, like, especially when Booker went out and they had no campaign as well, because uh, Booker went to get stitches, came in, <laughs> taking a break. I think Aiden was on the floor, and they wouldn't post him up. They they, they don't like posting up Aiden. I feel like when, when they're neck and neck with the Clippers and the Clippers are kind of on a run to come back and tie the game, you slow the game down, you dump it into Aiden because he has those post moves in his bag. So I wish they would do that more often. Uh, but other than that, I think Monty Williams coached a flawless game. Uh, with Booker struggling, they got this W, and I kind of agreed with Pat Bev afterwards. It's always a stupid quote when they say this, but he said they feel like they had this game won. I do too. Clippers played pretty solid. Uh, PG, not the best at the end, goes 9 for 22, but just watching him, I remember he's such a smooth player. He's so fun to watch because he's he's uh, a silky. No one's going to talk about it, but he went 4-6 in the fourth quarter, 12 Mm -hmm. points. Um, He would have had the game winner. Yeah, he hit the go-ahead shot, and yeah, it's and just unfortunate that I don't know, I don't know what happened. Like, it's it just it seems like every time he comes this close, I was like, I was ready. I, I think I texted. I was like, he's back. Like, he hit that little silky layup, and then he hit the game winner. I think it was over Jay Crowder. I was like, he's getting over all his demons. All he's got to do is make these free throws. They win the game. That'd be crazy. And then he blew it. <laughs> well. He- yeah, we're watching it, and we're all delayed, except for Joey Vaca, because he has cable, because he's, you know, <laughs> privileged. And he texts OMG <laughs> while Paul George going to the line. I'm like, okay, he probably missed the first one. He missed both. I, I, I was shocked. Um, and it was – so I guess we'll go to that uh, – the review play uh, with – I don't know if I don't know if George saw too much of this. I, um, I saw all the review. Uh, goody. Uh, so there was, like, 33 minutes in the, in the last two minutes of gameplay that I took, which I didn't mind because it seemed like I got all of them right. Except for the one where Pat Bev knocks it out of Booker's hand with nine, uh, leading to the Paul George to miss free throws. 
I, yeah, it's off Booker, and the broadcast crew mentioned this, but that's not how the rules meant. Pat Bev made it go yeah. out of bounds, and it, it it didn't hit a foot or anything. It just, I, I don't think they should review plays that look that convincing through the eye test, or else you're going to start overthinking every single play. Um, yeah. Because almost everything, we've played basketball, they knock it out of your hand. It's still in your hand a little bit before it's it goes out. Off your fingertips, but if you yeah. call that, if you if you were Pat Bev and you go play pickup and you're like, not nah, you were still holding when I knocked it out. You're getting, you're not getting picked up for the next game. I'll tell you that much. So well, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Christmas Day game when he blocked it out of LeBron's hands, and it was like, well, yeah, it rolled off his fingertips last. Well, yeah, because he knocked it out of his hands. Like that's not how the rule book is. But you, like you said, you could call it every single time. Be like, oh well, it was in your hand last because I knocked it out. Your thoughts, so, Josh? I kind of disagree with you guys because I know that's a fair point. But at the same time, like, there's possessions where it's – I don't know. It's it's real, It's very difficult to tell. But I kind of think that, like, the way – I think Pat Bev should get more credit, like, as a defender because where else have you heard this? Like, obviously, like, we talk about it as, like, a general statement. Like, obviously, it's still going to be in your hand if somebody knocks it out. But the only instances I can really think of are the two Pat Bev situations. Well, here's the thing. Pat Bev is not the only one doing it. He's the only one freaking out and saying, review it, review it, review yeah, it every that's single true. time. That's true. And I just hate when the refs who already are, you know, it's a thankless job. Now they're overthinking their own eye test because now yeah. you're calling the game for 47 minutes a different way. And then within one minute, you review everything when it's that. Yeah. Because no one before the replay was like, that's off a of Booker. Because it, it, unless it goes off a foot yeah, or no, something, I, it, it looks I, I clean. Clear, clear so you, you don't want to get into the mindset of reviewing every single right. you know that's play true. when the eye test looks so conclusive. Even though the eye test could be wrong sometimes, like we saw it. I'm not saying it yeah. wasn't off book, or I'm just saying yeah. I don't agree with how it is. But yeah, the rest right. of it, 33 minutes it took, I think they got the rest of the calls right. Uh, I think I it was a menace, bro. No, but we're not going to be able to talk about this either. But if they get a play off – and like Paul George gets a good shot and they win the game off that game winner. Everybody's going to talk about the fact that it took them 33 minutes to finish those last two minutes. And that's that like last like 0.7 seconds took like 10 minutes because Tyler was like coaching people and he knew Reggie Jackson wasn't in the play. play before. <laughs> was Reggie Jackson knew he wasn't in the play. Like, he was like, Hey, Nick Batum, remember what I told you? Like, two minutes ago yeah now go do it like I, no one's gonna talk about that also but that was kind of smart so I, that that's a good point uh and i think that's what you're alluding to these free timeouts they always benefit yeah. the offensive team um i disagree with the broadcast they're like if they don't have to review uh the tip out like um a lot like a lot after that mckelber just missed shots with like 0.9 seconds left or whatever before the Jay Crowder lob, that Monty doesn't get that play drawn up. I disagree. I think that's a play you haven't. Monty didn't just think about that. They've been over that. And like you said, they've run that play before. Um, mm -hmm. But do, do you agree kind of – and it's Clippers' fault. They were saying review it, review it, and it ended up being Sun's ball, and Monty gets a free timeout. Do you kind of agree with where that stands? Because I think if it's not an official timeout, they can't leave the floor, but Monty can come on the floor. So it's still a timeout. Yeah. And I don't know why they say leave on the floor because they literally can just bundle up near like the like near their bench. Yeah. It's not like a big thing. I don't know. I mean, like it hasn't caused too much concern because it's not like one team gets a. Com I know it benefits the offense because they can they have the floor, but it, it there's no like clear indicator that one side clearly benefits from than the other team. Like no team mm -hmm. is taking a significant advantage. Besides maybe like Brad Stevens. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, it's not too terribly an issue. I think the refs just need to get their act together a bit better because they're like Scott Foster's like tripping. Like he he definitely should have remembered two seconds ago when Nick Batum was on the court. Like, come on, man. Like, well, to be fair, he's uh, he's reviewing all this stuff about whether the game winner counts. And Tyler's like, hey, yo, Reggie, yo, go ahead, go ahead, Reggie. Go. Yeah, <laughs> like he's trying to slip it in. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they got it right. But I, yeah. the broadcast was bugging out. Like Mark Jackson, like he can't do that. He can't do yes. <laughs> I know, so, I know. Mark Jackson. So I, James I wouldn't have realized it. I, I didn't go to ref school, but I wouldn't have realized it. Uh, let's talk a little Clippers. Not a, like I said. I don't know if George will agree because you know he' not a big Clipper guy. But ever since Vendetta. Game Six of the Jazz, I've been rooting for this team because they remind me of that eighteen, that uh, yeah, nineteen team that took the Warriors to six. They just they just have Paul George now, so they got some actual offense. and They got an actual fight. Um, some Zubac fourteen eleven. Pretty damn serviceable. Um, Aiden still had a great game, but Aiden always you know, takes his spots and is going to get his stuff. Um, and Luke Kennard goes 10 points in the fourth quarter. Like you said, PG, I think he had like 12 points in the fourth quarter. They're the only ones giving them anything. Uh, then Reggie Jackson, another 26, but on 23 shots. Oh, no, that was Paul George. Sorry, some 15 for Reggie Jackson. George, who were like the, uh, the main guys you saw for the Clippers this game? Uh, yeah, it was Reggie Jackson again, PG, uh, Mar- Marcus Morris struggled a lot, but it's it's basically been them two. Uh, I will say Papev played pretty good defense on D book. Uh, besides when he headbutted him and pretty? broke his nose, <laughs> I mean, pretty good. What? what George, what, read me Devin Booker's stats right now. He didn't. I shoot, know you have him up. He didn't shoot great. He did. He didn't shoot. <laughs> he shot thirty-one percent. George, that's yeah. not. Pretty good defense. That's the guy that just had a 40-point triple-double in his first Western I Conference props. game ever. I, I, pretty good means, yes. He no, 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 no. There's even more than props. Pat Bet was in his goddamn George, grill. George, George, there's a clear, there's a good percent of chance that Pat Bev could take Devin Booker. I mean, I'm sure Devin Booker will figure it out because it's Devin Booker. But there's a good chance Pat Bev can almost practically take Booker out of the series. I wouldn't go that saw, far, but yes. We was, did see the height difference, though, on that. One of the yeah. five game winners we saw, where Booker was able to just do hang time, it was and Pat Bev just too right small. P- That's the when they started putting Paul George in him. Same result. He just wasn't making it. The one right before yeah. PGs, it was uh, Pat Bev, but yeah, he was playing terrific defense up in his grill. He he was just making it rough on him. Even the shots that uh, Book was making, they were tough. But yeah, he's kind of a key if he can neutralize him. The, the Clippers will have an easy time these next two games, so he gets his flowers there. But yeah, those those role players on the Clippers, they got to make more shots, and they were making some pretty heavily contested ones. And I don't know if they can replicate that in Game 3, but there were still some role players that weren't that great that they could have stole the game if they were better. Well, look, a couple fun facts. Booker last game, first triple-double since Nash in the playoffs for the Phoenix Suns. This game just ends up looking like Steve Nash. They both got their nose broken. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, that that was a perfect – I hope, like, Booker and that lady got a picture because that lady was wearing, like, like a, pa- a PacSun tee of uh, Steve I mean, Nash's broken nose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nash's was a lot worse. But and I, did, I thought it was a dirty play by uh, by Pat Bev on, like, eye test and they reviewed it. I'm like, he, they just bumped noggins. I had yeah. a bunch, bunch, couple of kids having fun, you know. Not, I think no it's just done. a Pat Bev stigma. You're just like, yeah, he is. Well, because two minutes, two minutes beforehand, they're just like, campaign's dribbling the ball. He just tackles him. He's like, that's on me. That's my that's my foul. That's my foul. And we're like, yeah, no, <laughs> duh. <laughs> like, he didn't touch him, but he just wrapped him up. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, overall, we got lucky. We had one game. Great game. Uh, you like the one games more, or you like when you have, a, like, a doubleheader on TNT in the playoffs? Uh, I usually love the doubleheaders. 
just because it gives us more content. Joshua? I like one and one because the off days are kind of – I mean, for our schedule, it's probably better for the doubleheaders. But, <laughs> I mean, I think I like – or like every day I have only have to watch for like three I hours. could just hear Josh, George talk about one game for like a half an hour. I don't mind it. I could just keep lobbing yeah. and stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, to close us out, what have your thoughts been on Rondo in these playoffs? Because he gets some run here, uh, 17 minutes, eight points. I don't like what I'm seeing from him a whole lot, just as far as like running the offense and doing what he was brought in to do. But Josh, dude, we're we're not seeing playoff Rondo, but is he at least being serviceable and worth these minutes he's getting because he's battling Tyler's DNPs? Not, see, Tyler's not utilizing him the way that Vogel and LeBron were utilizing him last playoffs because they're not giving him really free reign. Because Rondo's kind of like one of those people that's been in the league long enough where you kind of just have to trust and like risk uh, like his decision making because he's been in here for so long, and I feel like Tyler's just running a like just a regular system and. Uh, I don't know. It kind of just seems like everything that Rondo can do is something Reggie Jackson or like somebody who knows how to put the ball in the basket can do, but Rondo can just do it a little bit cleaner. Like Rondo can make that little slice pass. Reggie Jackson probably can, but Reggie Jackson can also shoot and pull up from three at the same time. And Rondo's not really able to do that consistently. So I don't know. I don't really, I don't really think that Tyler's utilizing him, but I don't think Rondo's really stepping up to the occasion because you know, no Kawhi is like. Does, is Rondo trained. like motivated right now? You think, or is it a? Uh, I, yeah, I is, think is it more Kawhi Mavericks than Lakers? I think the Kawhi <laughs> thing kind of took him out a little bit. I don't think it's Mavericks like in full, but I mean, if I had to pick which side it was leaning on, it'd probably be more. I mean, I'll also offer this: it's it is a little bit harder in this offense how they play because he he's always had like a. A generational big to set up, whether it's a lob pass off like a spin to AD or feeding Garnett in the post. I mean, who's he really going to get the ball down to? Because they gave Zubak four for thirty-two. Why can't he make it work? Zubac ain't going to finish like that at the rim. Is he really going to spin off a defender? And... Okay, George, that's kind of unfair to say that Rondo's always had a generational big man. I'm not saying, no, I'm not like giving him Mickey Mouse, you know, all time. No, 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 no. I know you're not. Yeah, we're up 2-0 uh, on the Celtics before I know that damn wrist snaps. I know you're not harping a credential thing, but Rondo's way more than a playmaker that needs a big man. Like, he, he definitely can, like, we've seen it. Like, the years without KG in Boston, he played great. That Chicago 2-0. Like you said, playoff run. I, although I don't know if that well, was it, really a fluke. Well, not, he, 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 he then he had AD in one of his five locked in playoff runs with the Pelicans, and another one yeah, he had no, AD with no, the Lakers. He, so George has some merit I, there. I'm but Rondo's not like dependent. But I think this yeah. stage in his career, he needs a guy yeah. to set up, and there's not a whole yeah. lot of guys that need setting up because PG Kawhi, can run PG this offense better than anyone. Himself, yeah. yeah, and then like who's he who's setting up? Hard. You know, Rondo is feeding Luke. <laughs> he's, setting oh, yeah. Reg, he's setting up Reggie Jackson to do like five dribbles in ISO and, and take a three, you know, it, it, his impact with setting guys up, unless it's like an open catch and shoot three, that's, he's still good at that. That's his bread and butter. But a lot of the guys can kind of uh, create on their own. So it's a little bit different offensively. That's what I was trying to say. Well, we see a weird lineup for the Clippers next game because Tyler's known this whole playoffs. He's going to throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Are we going to see like Patrick Patterson or something? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Are we going to see, are we going to see like, yeah, Patrick Patterson? Amir or are we going to see a, a Yogi Ferrell going between defenders legs and stuff like it? No, I don't think we'll see a wacky lineup to start, but I think we'll see one in the middle of the game. And then the lineup that works the best in game three is going to be your starting lineup in game four. Yeah, I, I can see that working. Uh, George, Doctor, is Kawhi out for the playoffs? Is that what is? 
Is that what his injury would entail? Not not what the Clippers are saying. I don't. What his I don't. Would entail? I don't think so because they've listed him day to day. The only thing that's tricky, it's just like it's his ACL, and at any moment he, if he steps wrong to the side, I mean his knee will give out, and you kind of have to weigh like the pros and cons. You know, you're already down 2-0. Can you come back again with a team as good as Phoenix? And then you look, is it worth risking it? Because if he tears something, you shorten your your championship window by a lot because he'd be out a lot of next season. So they're going to weigh, like, the pros and cons, how he feels. Because he didn't look like he was limping, like, when he was courtside after after they lost whatever game it was. Because you don't want to piss him off because he is a free agent. And then when's the last time Kawhi was like, I'm hurt. I'm going to give it a go. He's a very uh, long-term guy, very cautious guy without a load I, And we've also seen we've seen him play on a bad knee. We saw it in 2019 against the Bucks. Like if he if he's able to go out there and not and know that he's fine, he will. So obviously this is pretty bad. So I don't expect to see him back, but if he did come back, I also wouldn't be like totally surprised. So the injury they listed, that's not like a two-week injury, right? It <laughs> No, an ACL injury? Yeah, no, that's probably like month. If if you label it ACL, you could just say like sprain knee. ACL. It's probably one of those injuries where it's like right now he could definitely play on it, but if he did, it would make it to the point where he can't play on it for eight to ten months. So we're not going to see an Embiid type thing. We're not where where he's playing all. I don't know. Leg. I genuinely don't. If they win this game three without him, they might they might bring him back when Chris Paul comes back. They might, well, CP3 they is might. rumored for Game Three. We'll see. I don't we'll know. see. Uh, you think Taxer was up? CP3 playing Game Three or no? Yes, I think he I'm, is. I'm gonna say he has to. Has to. They're up 2-0. I. It's the Clippers state. It's the first Western Conference Finals for the Clippers. And as much as we bag on the Clippers, the Lakers they do are have out. eighteen thousand fans. They can get. A, they, they have total, like twenty k total a, in LA. They can, a, they can get them in there. That's a sold out arena. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, they're going to have Jake down there, Christian. Oh, the whole They're going to pull out all the stuff. The whole game. Every Clipper, Clipper fan fans. in the world ever is going to Clipper Daryl, Snoop Dogg. Snoop, the Snoop Dogg's like a fan. No, he switched over. He switched over. Go check his Instagram. Snoop Dogg's oh an my LA God. fan. But oh, like Jacob, like Jacob sees it. <laughs> he's a California fan, Dodgers and Angels. I'm a Warriors fan and Lakers fan. You know how you know the vibes. Let's go to the other series, boys. Bucks, Hawks, three seed versus five seed. In depth preview. Um, I mean, w- w- it starts today. It starts Wednesday tonight. Mm-hmm. Josh, I'll start with you. How are the Bucks different from the Sixers? Because the Hawks took care of the Sixers. And we've all said Sixers are a better version of the Hawks. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't that's know why, why you're I, saying we. Who's we? Josh, Me and Josh. Liam and I. Liam and I the two yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go Bucks, Hoopers, yeah. I <laughs> agree that the Sixers are worse, better than – the Sixers are the better version of the Bucks. So why don't you have the birds like me? They have a defensive mindset point guard. They have a scoring wing, and they have a big man that seems like nobody can stop them. I personally think that – Yes, while I think the Sixers are the better version of the Bucks, Giannis definitely has more of an athleticism trait than Embiid this uh, playoffs, especially this playoffs because Embiid's meniscus. And I'm curious on who they put on Giannis because we talk about Capella. I think Capella's too slow, and I think Collins isn't long enough pause to guard Giannis, and that's the big X factor for me. And Giannis has been feasting in this playoffs. Like – he did what he had to do against Miami. He didn't shoot great. Atlanta's 
the thing is Atlanta doesn't have as sturdy of a defense as uh, some of the other teams they face. Like, I don't even think they can get like timely stops to be honest. Like, like we talked about how the Brook, like the Nets get timely stops and we've seen them lock down like Giannis. They did it like game two and a few other games where he kind of looked like a little human. Um, but Atlanta doesn't like have any, but I know Collins and Capella did what they did against. So is this 2019 Hawks or this year's Hawks? Because Tobias Harris goes 35% from, for the series. Joel Embiid, yes, on one leg. They made some sort of adjustment, and he was not finding his rhythm in those last That's games. True. And they made Julius Randle look like uh, Julius Randle rookie year with a broken leg. Okay, but like, my but so the th- thing this defense is, is there. A, you may not see of, it, but it's there. A lot of those are like settling shots. It's not like I'm not seeing like Atlanta forcing those shots. I'm seeing like a lot of Embiid fadeaways when Embiid could just do one two dribble inside, and like but Julius he, Randle. Julius Randle is known for having one of the worst decision-making heads in NBA history. You know who also does? George will attest to this. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You give him the Very ball, it's a three. So. It's a Very three. Much okay. so. This isn't some like premier Bucks offense, you know, yeah. it's passes not, no. like that. Yeah. No, they don't know what the hell to do half the time because Bud's yeah. like, we're going to do what? Such a low IQ happening. offense. Yeah. So, Charles Barkley said I, it best. I mean, I just told George when I said on the podcast, they're just dumb. Like, <laughs> Like the Bucks are a dumb team. That's why yeah. I'm not worried about like them outsmarting like the Hawks and getting okay, better but shots. Let, but let me give you a. Um, can you Please. agree that Philly lost the series versus Atlanta? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I don't think nice Atl- I don't think Atlanta or Milwaukee is going to do the same things that Philly does. Especially, and the thing is, they have the same defensive unit. Basically, mm-hmm. the only the only thing I was really worried about was if they can have a guard to guard Trey Young. They have Drew Holiday. See, mm-hmm. and they don't they, they won't have DiVincenzo, but they have Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday probably might be able to guard Trey Young a bit closer, just because he's not going to rely so much on his height, and he's like learned to play like his with his six three frame. He might guard Trey Young a bit better than Ben Simmons did. So, would you say the Bucks have more to throw at Trey than the Sixers? Because I. I broke it down here. Not really broke down. I just wrote down some names. But for the Sixers, it was Ben Simmons, Danny Green, and then Matisse Thybul. Thybul. Um, And then for the Bucks, it's Holiday, Middleton, and probably P.J. Tucker. We'll get some run on him. I don't think P.J. Tucker will get run on Trey Young. <laughs> no, he's not. You think he's too fast? It's too slow. Not. I hope not. I hope not. Trey Young might get blown by So in theory, Sixers have more to throw at Trey. Yeah. And Trey did struggle, but. But here's the thing. If Bud doesn't play Holiday 30 minutes, if Bud just plays Holiday the same amount of minutes Trey Young plays, Trey Young practically has to fight for every single bucket. In hell. And I know they like to pick and roll a lot more. Uh, I think, and that's where Giannis' athleticism comes in. We're not going to see as many floaters for Trey Young because guess who's, guess who's eight foot one wingspan is grabbing it out of the air. Brooke Lopez, Giannis. baby. And, and even though the, even though the bucks are dumb offensively, I think they've shown enough, even though, even though it's a Mickey Mouse <laughs> win against the Nets, they did what they had to do to beat the Nets. And even with Kate, like they shouldn't have won that series, even with Katie and like Harden being half limped, like they, they probably shouldn't have won that series. Uh, I'm interested to see how Herder or not Herder Hunter guards Middleton because Hunter is out. Hunter's he's not coming out back, for the man. season. He's out yeah. for the oh. season. He's season. Oh. oh, never mind. I covered it briefly on the solo. Like he's just. Oh. I was sad. Like he's out. I'm interested to see who they put on Middleton and how they guard him because as much as I think Tobias Harris <laughs> Didn't is a better scorer, baby. <laughs> gosh, as as much as as interested I as I am, and the difference between Tobias Harris and Middleton is there. I think I don't know. Middleton's kind of 
he's kind of shown out in these playoffs. Like he's had a couple games where he's like fluked out and just kind of like absolutely. He's had like, three good games. <laughs> As someone who's watching the Bucks heavily, and so the someone who's Bucks the one, cons- but he's the Bucks been won like one hundred fifty bucks. Like, no, he, he hasn't has had not. any bad games. He hasn't had any. <laughs> yes, bad he has. Games. He's had like two like really one. good ones and then like three two. really bad ones. Yeah. You said he hasn't had a bad game. And George, the Bucks lover, said he had three he had, he, dog doo-doo games. He's had one or two bad games. All right, let me get George in on this. And it's about the stars, so we're, we're going to keep it that way. I'll get his opinion on this. Um, I like John Collins on Giannis. I don't I don't like him to stop him. But they had Blake Griffin on Giannis, and it went seven games without Kyrie and Harden. So okay. I, John Collins is probably the best player to put on him. He was guarding Randall. Um, and then he was guarding Embiid probably better than Capella. And he always has that Skidor Capella for Giannis on the perimeter. So is, is it a 40-piece for Giannis every night, or can John Collins kind of you know, put Giannis in some, in some uncomfortable situations, George? I mean, maybe a little bit, but I expect him to get what he wants kind of every time. And he, it's not going to be him, you know, bull diving to the paint every time. He can get those hooks. And, you know, we saw, like, that crucial uh, – what was it? To tie the game, I think, in overtime. He got that, like, hook shot over KD. That He can get that every time over Collins. So if he just knows – to do that and live there because you know like we've seen he'll come up the paint he'll come up the floor and just jack a three up so i feel like if he's a lot more grounded offensively he can really get what he wants because yeah collins is he's strong but i don't even know if he's as strong as blake griffin but he can get around him he can get over him like at will so i i feel like this is really another series for him to dominate like we saw last series yeah i i can't i i think Giannis can have 40 if he does what you said but I can make a mixtape of Giannis's post moves, uh, and it for the past three years, and it's about forty-five seconds long. It's like the Ben Simmons shooting montage, essentially. He doesn't know when <laughs> he doesn't have, he has no bag in the paint, and we that play sums it up exactly when he just he drives it on Blake. Blake stops him. He goes back to the three-point line, drives again, and it gets stopped. He has no post like moves. He's like afraid to do them, and he settles for threes. That's why I think the Hawks can kind of take advantage of that. I do want to add a point about the like the defenders of the of the Sixers versus the Bucks. Yeah, I mean you could say that they match up a little bit better, but I will say the defenders of the uh, the Bucks, like the Middletons, PJ and uh, Drew, they are better offensively in my opinion. I know Drew and Chris kind of struggled last series, but they have a higher offensive ceiling. You know, Chris can give you like thirty five to forty. You know, Matisse and Ben aren't, aren't even getting you ten. Drew was big in that fourth quarter against. Uh, Brooklyn, so I feel like it's a little bit different there. That's why I like them more than I did the Sixers, just because those guys can really help out Yanni with scoring. It was really just – it was literally in some quarters, it was Embiid and Seth, and that's all they were getting with field goal attempts. <laughs> and that's not going to happen with the Bucks. Come on, man. Seth, Seth Curry. <laughs> I'm still second best player on the Sixers, Seth Curry. So stupid. Well, I was uh, looking up the season series because mm-hmm. I was intrigued. Um I'm not going to count the last one, the April 25th one, just because Trey Young didn't play, even though the Hawks won that game. I want to uh, count it then. Okay. We'll <laughs> so the Bucks won, Bucks won the season series uh, 2-1. All the games were relatively close. The Bucks won like uh, between 10 and 15 points. And I, I guess we won't count the game where they didn't have – where they had a uh, Lloyd Pierce coaching them because, you know, that was I a different team. I want to count that one. So we'll go 1-1. We'll go um uh, yeah, so I mean, I know I strict. I know I said Bucks and four uh, very quickly <laughs> because I was just like, "There's no Nasty. way Atlantic can, Atlantic will keep this up." I'm gonna stick with it just because it's funny at this point. <laughs> and also, also, I, I, I just, I don't know. I think that Milwaukee is kind of 
it's such a stupid path to the fight. It's one of the it's like such an easy path to find. Not discounting, not not trying to like discount Trey Young. So the Sixers any, playing the, the eight seed wizards and then going through these hawks wasn't easier than what the Bucks had to go through. Well, then the it gets to the Hawks, so that shows a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So the Bucks got to play the Heat, their first demon, which was nice for them. So and they the got super the... team, big bad Nets. Don't say super what did Giannis do with Eric Bledsoe? That 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 he's be- he and he's better than Ben Simmons. So it's they not played, the they played they played a no- they played a normal basketball team. One superstar, one pretty good player, and then the rest are borderline bench slash starter players. The That's who the they played. The they league. didn't play super team. They didn't play super team, George. They did not. I'm going to tell you that right now. And now, now they play Atlanta, who shouldn't even be there, might I, <laughs> might I add. They're not even playing the team that we were talking about the entire season. Oh, this is the team that's going to like beat the brakes off them if they play. They better not play Philly. And, I mean, it's not their fault or anything. But I just – I don't know. I don't think they're going to underestimate Atlanta like the rest of the league did just and like how we did just because they've had two series under their belt they know what to expect they have what film. makes you think the bucks are mentally strong and won't underestimate them they beat kevin durant in a closing game that's that's enough to score and if he has size why would they, get, com- feet, why would they, they get comfortable in a conference if Kyrie that's not doesn't land on his foot i yeah i don't think that i don't think their mentality is just Dude. like oh it's just another series I don't They've know why you, before. you know you can update your prediction, right? You don't have to say the Hawks are still going out in the first round. They're a conference finals talent now. Like, I don't understand why you don't. They, they're not. They're not, though. They're we not. Because the like Knicks winning, right? You had the Knicks win huh? the first round? I did have Hawks the beat them. Winning. You had the Sixers yeah. win the second round. Hawks yeah. beat them. No, Sixers <laughs> beat themselves. No, no, no. No, no, no. I gave it to you once. You don't get to play it now the whole time. I'm gonna play it the whole time because it's the right it's the right thing. Up sixty to forty two, game four, semifinals. And in a stadium they were like We should have seen this coming. You're also like we didn't. The the Bucks beat the Hawks in the regular season. Uh, yeah, it's the Bucks in the regular season. Remember those guys? And how they, they don't change in the playoffs. They don't change. You know what, George? Who has the coaching advantage in this series? Oh, it's definitely the definitely the Hawks, but, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, who had the coaching advantage in the uh, Heat Bucks series? Spo did. I know that didn't prove to be anything. And it was a neck and neck battle between Bud and first time coach Stephen. <laughs> I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna say Bucks in four, but I think that if Atlanta wins this series, it's gonna be like a scrappy six or seven. There's yeah, no I way got, they take. I got, I got there's no way they six. take it to the cleaners. That's Bucks like the one thing I can't. They got do. more firepower. And I think this definitely fits well with your thing in the first round, uh, where you said like the longer the series goes, the harder it's going to be for Milwaukee to win the series. I wasn't wrong in last round, Lehman. I'm going to stick with you on that one. We, but we just... agree, George. Stop. <laughs> we agreed on the Bucks. The Bucks George, won me 150 dollars. George, I don't know why. George, do you want credit too? Remember Lehman and George. Remember when you guys said the harder it is, like I I don't know. No, I don't no get he didn't want. say that. <laughs> yeah, I no. said that. No, oh but I, I think I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Bucks and Four. I don't I don't think this is gonna be a pretty series. I, however, I would love to be proven wrong and I'd love to see a great Eastern Conference final series because these are the two teams I didn't want to see. Also, George but. just said the Bucks have more firepower. No, they don't. <laughs> They don't have more firepower. They have their big three and Brooke Lopez. The Hawks got all the white boys that ATL can muster. They got Trey Young. They got John Collins who can snap for 30. John Collins cannot snap for 30. He (laughs) hasn't scored over 10 since the first round. Stop saying that. That's simply not true. John Collins gets locked down every time. Every time. 
That's not true. <laughs> Don't say John Collins is going to snap. John Collins is not good offensively when put on a basic defender. If anybody that's not like a 6'8 white guy gar- is guarding John Collins, John Collins is not snapping, okay? They Tell me which of these guys can't score 20 points. Obviously, we got Trey Young. Obviously, yeah. we have John Collins. No, Obviously. no, no, he can't. What do you mean? He can't score 20 points. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I I, I bet you he'll score 20 points at least twice a series. Even if it's a sweep, I bet he scores 20 points. Twice? <laughs> I, I, might, I might take you up on that later. I'm going to look up John Collins' playoff sets. Because oh I'm, I'm, okay, well, then I'll, I, I'll keep I, talking with George. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Bogdan, he can score 20, right, George? Yeah, but he's not he's not really healthy right now, but yeah, he can. You keep putting asterisks. It's a yes or no. Yes. He can. Gallinari. Absolutely. No. Yes, Gallinari is probably the second he, guy that he's, he's been horrible in the playoffs. He's horrible, but game seven closeout, thirty minutes, seventeen points. So not twenty. Six for thirteen. So not twenty. Only hit two players scored twenty. Trey Young and Kayvon Herter. <laughs> that was an ugly game. They scored one hundred and three. I would points. say it's like Trey Herter, Bogey, and maybe Lou Will can get you a random twenty. So when we count my John Collins, that's five people who can get you twenty points. Okay. Don't say Milwaukee is way less deep. Way. Yanni way can, Brooke can, Drew can. If four, Brooke, okay, fine. Brooke, four people. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke and John Collins are in the same category. No, if you not. count John Collins, okay. we're okay. counting Brooke this? Lopez. John That's Collins will have a better average than Brooke Lopez this year. Brooke series. had 19 in the closeout game. Just saying. All right, all right, all right. I have to I have to take it back. John Collins has scored 20 points three times. However, he's had two games where he scored under 10, and he has a donut. He has a donut. I know he has a donut. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but they're winning this series. <laughs> the game, donut, though? He didn't, they didn't win. Bucks okay, John Collins might Bucks be an expert offensively because every game where he scores under 10, they lose. Oh, no, you're switching up. We're, 20, losing, we're losing the rest of these. Yes, yes. Anyone want to take me up on that? John Collins have a better average this series than Brooke Lopez. No, I'll take you on the 20 points thing. I'm not going to take you on the Brooke Lopez thing. Because I think think Brooke Lopez. I (laughs) I don't think Brooke Lopez. Kane's on the line, baby. Kane's is on the line. (laughs) I'll buy you Kane's. I'll buy if uh, you'll buy me. Yeah, we'll do a Kane's. So John Collins has to score. Doesn't matter what he averages. Doesn't matter about Brooke Lopez. If he scores 20 points more than more than once. So twice. So more twice, than once. Yeah. If he doesn't more than once, then uh, I owe you Canes. But if he doesn't score more, more than 20 points. So yeah, zero uh, and once, I owe you chicken. Twice and above, you do. You I, I think he's going to have like five 20-point games. So, I mean, I'm sitting pretty Five 20-point games in a four-game series? I'm sitting pretty damn pretty. I'm a double or nothing you when they play Phoenix in the finals. <laughs> No, no, no. Jay Crowder's going to be in his goddamn grill. <laughs> they got some defenders. They get to put Jay Crowder on John Collins. <laughs> yeah. um, you want to make a bet, George? Any, 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 no, any, no, uh, no, 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 no. George, no, no. I know you're the Bucks guy, but uh, what's your prediction? I have Bucks in five. I kind of think it's going to be a Yanni takeover, you know, kind of what we saw last year. And I'm just really expecting Drew and Chris to actually be I can't better. believe I'm rooting for the Bucks because I said it. I'm like, rooting for Atlanta. I'm Drew not rooting for Milwaukee. Drew and Chris were Milwaukee about as bad as you could be in a series win. Like, they, they – Chris was just inconsistent. Like, he had that 38-point game six, but the rest of the series he was doo-doo. Drew was just bad all series except that fourth quarter of game seven. So, if they can just – they can just be like average. They'll win that series handedly, in my opinion. George, I'm being straight up. There's no like sarcasm here. I'm not. There's not a punchline. What did the Bucks do last series to make you think, huh? They can make the finals. I mean, they just they they responded well in a lot of scenarios, and 
I mean, the defense was all right against the Nets team that was kind of handicapped. Their their Yanni? offense was a lot better. Yanni was Yanni was pretty good. Their three point shooting was was nice at times. So I feel like I know like the Nets weren't a big bad defense that they got over, but they did what they had to do, like Josh said. And I feel like the Hawks they can they can do they can get away with a lot of the stuff that they got away with last series as well. So that's why I'm confident. Let me help George out a little bit. They left no crumbs when playing Miami, and they won a very pivotal game six that I was a firm believer they would lose. I thought that the Nets would come in there, Harden and Durant would combine for like 94, and they'd get blown out the water because that's the Milwaukee team I was expecting. They beat they beat the brakes off. They didn't just like win. They beat the brakes off the Nets in game six. And then in game seven, they, kept, they held it to overtime, even though Katie's big foot <laughs> prevented that. They they took away everything that wasn't named Kevin Durant because you can't take away Kevin Durant. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, I'll wrap this up and I'll get my Hawks case. Uh, you kind of made it for me. That, that all they had to do was guard Kevin Durant. And they took away everyone else, but they, everyone else got took away themselves. Who, who on Atlanta is Kevin Durant-esque? No one, but they're more exactly. of a team than the Nets. Have, and the Bucs struggle guarding it. teams. Kevin Durant scores more than Trey Young, Kevin Herter, and John Collins on most nights combined. Sometimes. Okay, but there's more passing with the Hawks. There's better defense with the Hawks than the Nets. They're a completely different team than the Nets. That's and the true. Bucks barely scraped them. The Bucks are not a good team defense. Their rotations are lacking because of that big MF Brooke Lopez slow on the What perimeter. if they just play Giannis at center? Well, then that, that, that would be an issue. Adjust, that's one adjustment. That's one adjustment. And then who's going to make that it? Be, oh, that's a lot of that's a lot Coach Bud is going to make it. Oh, thank God. Coach Bud is going to win the series for his coaching. That's good. <laughs> The Bucks did not show me. They showed me not. They showed me they should have lost that series. That's what they showed me. Yeah, they showed they me they should have been a Nets Hawks. They should have lost. It should be Nets <laughs> Sixers. Stop saying Hawks. It should be Nets Sixers. I'm so no. angry. So keep going. But I mean, you agree. The Nets had no one else, so you just get to zone in on KD. And KD, yeah, he scored 50 most games. But. <laughs> <laughs> And one guy to stop. One guy to stop. You're not just casually say KD scores 50. That's crazy, dude. Let's say, let's say, let's say right now, Drew Holiday shuts down Trey Young like a similar amount than Ben Simmons did, right? Mm -hmm. Who 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 do they have, Atlanta, to not only cover up the, the, the slack that KD had? And then on top of that, add more points. You just That's said Trey Young got locked down last series, and who moved on? Trey Young and the Hawks. They have these other guys that come out of nowhere. They lost the series because they don't play offense. And George Stop has a point. George, George, George has a point. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker, and Giannis have a significantly better offensive skill set than the oh, Sixers. There we go. George Are you saying it. that Chris mid-range only Middleton and Giannis run of the paint and dunk it have a better bag ben than Joel Embiid? It's not about the bag. Tobias Harris. Seth Curry doesn't count. He doesn't play. He's not a top defender. We're talking about the two-way players of the Sixers. Seth Curry gets lost on oh defense. We're talking. I can't wait till it's a ben close Simmons game and, and Ice Trey the gang. He just hits gets a three. Blocked. Remember what you did to Dame in 2019. We'll be back. I will say I am scared. Of holiday guarding Trey, he's probably gonna put him in hell. I just, I, I just thought about like being guarded so by that much. big MF Drew Holiday, and it just scares me, like personally, like if he had to guard <laughs> me, like and me and Trey are like the same size. His wife so. survived cancer, man. This guy's not afraid of anything. Anyone to yeah. UCLA, so he's battle tested. 
Nope. No, he's not. <laughs> nope. Don't say that. Don't say that. When's the last said, time uh, in UCLA won a uh, national championship, George? You know, we got close this Kareem. year. Kareem. Oh, oh, you know who got close? Kevin Durant and the Nets and Joel Embiid and the Sixers. <laughs> Let's move on. Right. Um, What's your prediction, though? I got birds and six. Okay. Bucks and five. It's, they're not taking. They're not taking the cleaners. Bucks are getting two games. They sweep. If they, you're gonna be down a miserable man. If well, they sweep. I'm not hiding. I went one for four in my semifinals predictions. Not the games. The winners. So, <laughs> I, and if Kevin Durant doesn't have that big ass foot, I'm zero for four, and I'd probably take my oh, close duties to George. So, uh, <laughs> thank God for that shot. But I'm confident in this one. I'm even, okay. even more confident in my Suns and Five prediction. Um, I'm really confident in that one. But this one, I, it, my 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 head and heart say the birds, and I don't want to pick someone that I'm not rooting for. Although I'm, I I I personally don't really care. Like the series is just so like out of pocket for me. Like I just wasn't mentally ready for it. That I'm just like, you know what? Milwaukee surprised me. <laughs> Once <laughs> out of pocket these playoffs were, I keep saying Bucks only one hundred fifty dollars in like my bracket with all with all my boys. You know, Danny Stip, all, all those boys, all four of the top uh, four teams. I'm the only one that got one team right. It was the Bucks. Everyone else had no none of the teams in the top four. <laughs> that's that, that's a wonky playoffs, but that, very fun. That, that's how wacky they are. Um, but yeah, I I just got the birds. Let's move on though. Quickly here, the draft lottery results, uh, they came out on Tuesday. Detroit, number one, and then to round out the uh, Motown top, ball. To round out the top five, let me make sure I find it, yeah. So one, Pistons, two Rockets, three Cavaliers, four Raptors, and five Magic. Raps Thunder, hit the six. Four. All that tanking for nothing, huh? How much did they, I didn't watch the lot. I didn't watch it with, that, with Tatum. What do you mean all that tanking, George? Did you see the the lineups? The Raptors have such a clean set of like players they can build around, and they have a chance to draft a generational talent at number four. They're I said set I said up. all that tanking. I said all that tanking for nothing. They were throwing out like Theo Maldon, Moses Brown, Pokushevsky. Oh, he's talking about like, the Thunder. Uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about Thunder. Toronto. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> How much did? Because I didn't watch the drafts, and I know this is my host duty, but I didn't. Uh, the Thunder. How far did they slip? What were they supposed to get? They were supposed to be top three, I believe. They fell to six. Yikes. And, uh, uh, big, big loser Cleveland here. slipped in there. The T-Wolves also right. fell. Yeah. They were supposed to keep their pick. It fell to seven, which meant the Warriors got it. So they were they were a pretty big loser in, in the uh, lottery. So, yeah, we'll just go, you know, classic winner-loser situ- situation. I'll start with George. Biggest winner. Uh, definitely the Warriors. They got that mini pick from the D'Lo trade, and they also have their own, which was 14. So they have assets to maybe flip for a star and – uh you know, one more run with the uh, the Warriors dynasty next season with the star potentially. What would you do with that? You have seven and fourteen. And you already probably... drafted Wiseman. Are you committing? Well, you can't commit to a young young rebuild because you got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So. And like, and, and the thing is, seven and and fourteen. Not to like shit on the the draft prospects. That's just not that good to you know run it with Steph and Clay and Draymond. And those are. They're pretty decent enough where you can attach them and Wiseman or maybe even Wiggins to get like a bona fide superstar that can get you uh, in a deep playoff run. Uh, Josh, real quick, what would you with the Warriors picks uh, to piggyback on George? Um, give me a sec. I I want to. I oh. just want to. Just want to. Just want to check something. Um, so recently, so just a few notable names. Uh, that have been drafted number seven because George is getting mad. You can't build it. Harrison Barnes, 
Julius Randle, Jamal Murray, uh, Steph Curry was also seven. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad Julius uh, Randle would totally uh, produce a uh, a championship run next season if he was. He drafted. just uh, won MIP and he was fifth in MVP voting. Yeah, so oh, I don't know what George. Five? I don't know what George is attacking. Five? I am gonna agree with George though. I definitely think that they should trade them because there are a lot of teams that are very desperate uh, for those picks. I just wanted to make fun of George for saying. Hold that on, seven I don't know why you're saying Randall like he didn't break his leg the first year and wasn't a MIP until his fifth season. What is he on about? Randall's a good player at number seven. He's What's a good happening? Player. I'm saying I'm saying that a player right now drafted at seven can't contribute to a winning season with Steph Curry. You don't. You're not gonna be able to win. You have to either. You saw what they did with. We've seen multiple guys drafted at seven. George, George, Harrison Barnes got drafted the like two years before uh, Julius Randle. First year they made the playoffs. Second year they made the playoffs. Third Barnes years they made the finals. George, Harrison Barnes contributor all three George, years. George Donovan Mitchell, as a rookie, led the Jazz to the sixth seed and a second round playoff. As a and he was drafted thirteenth. Stop, stop being dumb for one. The draft second. is a crapshoot, George. Especially until the top twenty. Like you just pick whoever. Oh, that guy looks pretty. I'm neat. just saying. Right, are okay, you gonna, who knows what's gonna happen? I'm, all right. Are you gonna right, draft? What I'm gonna I'm gonna save George a little bit because George is George is panicking. A lot of the players in the seventh range are prospects, like pure prospects. This draft isn't really built on players that are ready for the playoff are ready for the playoffs. So because of that, I think that they should trade it because they there's teams that are desperate. They can get players like George said who are veterans that can contribute to a winning season, but it's not because the seventh pick has, and seven and 14 pick have stigmas around it. It's okay. just because all the players this year are prospects. I think there are like three players that are probably ready to contribute to a winning season right now in this draft. And the rest are, you you know, they're 50, they're not 50 fifties, but like they can't, they're going to need time. You're totally right. You can find guys like the spiders and like the guys you mentioned, but I'm just saying, would you rather have that and it's a question mark, like you don't know if they're going to contribute or not? Or yeah, go no, get yourself a, a Beal or a Levine or some other star that you Well, know I don't think – I'm going to keep it honest with you. I don't think either of those teams are really biting the bullet on – no one's going to take that trade. No one's going to go like, oh, Beal for like – Two first or like a or like a potentially like a because Paul George. Now Clippers. that now that the they're not going to get Paul George, I'll tell you that. But now that the now that the draft is set in stone, those picks already lost value because there's no like, uh, there's no like question mark of like w- how bad they're going to be. Because you think it would have been better if the Warriors traded the, the War- Wolves pick before? Yeah, if the Warriors mm. had a confident in like if the Warriors were more confident earlier in the year, like oh Minnesota's going to like do bad that pick has higher value because again that pick was top three i mean this is kind of hindsight and it dropped to seven but just any example the longer that a pick uh doesn't get traded the less value it has because now they know they They now they now get what they want and they now know what they'll have at seven um but yeah that's kind of my thing i think the biggest winner since we'll get back on that topic is houston because that there's two big prospects, and I didn't really know what direction Houston wanted to go to. They don't have that stress anymore. Pistons are going to take one of them, and they'll take the other. Very simple. Yeah, I was, I was wondering why no one picked uh, Detroit as the number one winner. Um, <laughs> but they, need it, man. they they just need it. I think yeah. Houston wins. Um, and you make a good point. Team. Yeah, there's two guys. Couldn't couldn't tell you their names, but I know there's two guys that are Kate Cunningham and uh, Mobley. Evan Mobley, yeah. So yeah, Mobley's a big I'm boy, right? So excited for Houston. Mobley's a seven if you, footer. If you are, he's he has a. I think he's like seven four or something. Like and he that. has a know. handle. He has a really nice handle. Moby? Mobley, Mobley, yeah. 
I'm, I'm telling myself. you right now. I'm telling you right now. If you're an NBA fan and you want you want to pick a team, pick the Houston Rockets. Christian, Christian Wood, Wood and Evan you know, Mobley front court. That's a. I will say with Detroit, though, Lehman, since you made a point about them, they are actually building something nice. I assume they're going to take Katie's probably a lock for number one. They have Sadiq Bay, who made an All Rookie team. They have Jeremy Grant, who we all love. Killian Hayes, who Killian I don't know what they're going like, to do with him. Yeah. Uh, he can play the two. He was playing the two at no, some he, points no, in the season. He cannot. They so, can put Kate so at I, the two. I guess we'll get into well, actually, who should Detroit take wing. first. Because we're six, just talking eight. Detroit now. Who Kate. should Detroit take? They got to take yeah, Kate. Kate. He's, he's, he's a playmaker. He's 6'8". He's, 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 he can score. He does, and does, he, does he slip in perfectly? Or yeah, is, he, is is it kind of like, yeah. we're going to move some stuff around just take the best player available? No, no. It's a it's a, it's a a dream scenario. They can put him wherever they want. He can play like one to four. Yeah, he can play like one to four on most of You say 6'8"? Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a big boy. <laughs> and he, and he, he he has a handle because he spent the whole year playing point guard for Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. So. And he he does seem like I don't know if he wants to be to go to Detroit, but he's fine with going to Detroit. They're the first pick. So he's only meeting with Detroit. Um, I think I, I think Anthony Edwards only met with Minnesota. I think when these guys know they're gonna be number one, only met with the Lakers. Well, he, they were number two. He was just a weird. He was. It's they're a weird, they're and, a weird bunch. Eight and only met with Phoenix, and at the end, he went. I know I'm going number one. Yeah. Not, <laughs> um, number one. So luckily, we don't have a thing where like everyone's like, I'm not going to Memphis, and Jaron Jackson's like, I mean, I get. Sure, why not? Like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think these guys just want to get drafted, man. Detroit all... is, and, and number one pick. It's a pretty big bump from the rest of everyone as far as pay wise. Yeah. Um, oh, he left. Uh, but yeah, Pistons are building something good, like George said. Uh, it started with Dwayne Casey getting extended. You, just, yeah. you want to keep stability. And you want to build a culture there. Absolutely. In case they're buying it on defense when they weren't good, that's hustle. That's coaching. Uh, so yeah. good for the Pistons. Um. Oh, there he is. What happened, George? Uh, I got booted. Ah. <laughs> um. Okay. Losers. We'll start with Josh. It's got to be OKC or Minnesota. Well, Minnesota loses their pick, but it is only the seventh. It could have been fourth. Like, imagine you lose the fourth pick because there's only top yeah, ten. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I think that's – I'm going to say Oklahoma just because – I don't – you know what? I don't even know. Let me – come back to me because – George, I, you got a loser? Oklahoma's building. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this because I know Costa was pissed yesterday. The Bulls did lose their pick, which came in the boots trade. And, you know, the Vooch trade hadn't hadn't looked great this season for them. So that might be a little bit of a loss. It's not like a, you know, they're not It like, was top four protected too, right? Yeah, and they did have a decent shot of getting top four, so. Well, they got the it, they got the eighth pick, right? The Magic got it. The, yeah. It went to the Magic if it didn't go four. Yeah, but that, were they expecting to get a top four? They didn't have a great chance. They were, they were close. I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a huge loss, but I'm saying losing a pick. In a trade that hasn't looked great for him, it's a little bit of a loss. Because uh, can honestly, I change my winner? Can I change my winner real quick? Sure, Orlando sure. has two top ten picks. They have the fifth yeah. I, and the eighth I, I was I was about to talk about that. Yeah, I don't. I, I forgot. I completely oh, they forgot five? about that. They're five. Oh, they, they also did kind of, like they have two two top eight picks. They have the five I, and the eight. I pick. remember we were going to talk about that earlier. Oh my god, they're going to surround Cole Anthony with generational talent. I'm so excited. Don't say but... surround Cole Anthony. Which is a <laughs> they did kind of get He's not like, even the best point guard. On they did kind of get shafted. They had much better odds than yeah. what they got. Uh, yeah, they they I'm were bottom of the bottom of the barrel, and they end up with five with their own pick. And then the Bulls, that's top four protected. They do end up getting it, but it's at eight. Their rebuild yeah. has honestly been pretty. It's gone under the radar. They did, you know, they got R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris. They have two top ten picks. You know, 
Uh, Jonathan Isaac's going to come back. Fultz is going to come back. Another year of Cole Anthony. Sorry, Josh. Terrence Ross is still there. Obviously, they're probably not going to be making noise this season, but they do have a nice future. And if well, they do these, get a head coach these, that can bind... The, the rebuild looks a lot better when these picks are top 10 coming from the Bulls because they're supposed to be, you know, a bottom 20 from the Bulls. Now they're, Because Vooch was supposed to, yeah, have high... Because I would trade Vooch for the 8 pick if I'm the Magic. I'm going nowhere. And they have yeah. another pick next year from the Bulls, too. They do. Um, yeah. That oh, Who knows who the Bulls are going to be? I got a loser. Give me a loser. <laughs> the Pelicans. Because if you look at everything, Oof, everybody after the Magic, ten. you get the Kings, Hornets, Spurs, Pacers, Warriors. They all have certain certain pathways they can go. Pelicans are just kind of stuck. I mean, I they got Zion and B.I. They're, they're not losing sleep. Ooh, they just... haven't proven they can win together. They have two The roster construction has been a little bit poor than I would like. You for... just talked about how good their roster was. So Which when? side is it, George? When? When? They, they have Zion on and they have both sides. Well, yeah, I'm saying they're not surrounding the So right what do they do with the pick, Zion. George? Like, what do they do with the pick? Do they trade it? Do they attach draft another with, guy? Attach it with Eric Bledsoe or Steven Adams and get one of them out of there. They're not going to oh. trade Steven Adams. Nobody wants his contract. Uh, they, also, Eric stop. Bledsoe, I think a free agent. <laughs> oh, whoops. They, 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 like, no one's signed and trading for Eric Bledsoe, George. If you can name me like three teams that would step up to the uh, plate. The to Thunder would do it. Uh, I think I know the common ground you're trying to find. It. The Pelicans have good players, but it's messy. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad Josh, someone knows. Do you agree with that? I, I agree, but like, okay, that's, all right. That's the whole. So you two get back to talking. Then I just want to make sure. I want yeah. you guys are on the same page, same coin, different sides. Don't deny it. Yeah, we, we're we good. shouldn't deny it. Lonzo is a great is a great passer and defender. Zion's Free a, a borderline B generational <laughs> talent, and Brandon Ingram is a great scorer. They have they have good pieces, but they don't mesh well, and that's a big issue. And now they have David a tenth pick. Good stuff. <laughs> And they keep and they keep sucking picks. Their last they had they, what they draft that ten they've had like Austin Rivers and they've had Jackson Hayes. Jackson those Hayes. are their two top. Those are two number ten picks. What are they gonna do this time? I'm curious. I don't. Know. <laughs> probably someone worse. <laughs> yeah, probably. David Griffin is not meant to draft. He's meant. David to Griffin's gonna draft to a Latvian wonder in hopes that he becomes Luka Doncic instead of drafting like whoever the Hornets get. Oh my gosh, the Hornets are gonna get like a generational talent just because the Pelicans are drafting before them. Um, I, I guess to kind of, I want to get back on the magic for like one more minute. Would you keep those picks, Josh? Cause you're oh, trying yeah. to, you're, tr- I see, you wouldn't would like package them to trade up. Yeah, no, I have a player in mind. He's kind of like Jonathan Isaac. He's a little shorter thing. He's like six, nine. Uh, he's, he started to develop his shot toward the end of <clears throat> his college it season. It's Scotty Barnes. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it, but He's, yeah, he started he he same situation as Patrick Williams, but I think he's a lot more uh, polished than Pat Williams was. He came off the bench at Florida State. I don't know what Florida State's doing. They just all their top five guys bench. Uh, it's it's a weird program over there. Florida State but it always, always just be developing these these yeah, long but it always, wings. But it always works. Defense, I like I, uh, Barnes probably probably the best uh, defensive package coming out. Pause. Uh, from this draft, I think he has probably the best defensive game. He probably can guard the one to five uh, eventually in the uh, in the league if he develops properly. And the magic, I, the magic needs shooters and they need guys that can defend because that backcourt is horrible on defense. I mean, besides Gary who's Harris, the, who's the two guard? It's cool. It, it's it's Gary Harris Anthony. right now. Fultz is coming back though. I'm assuming it's going to be a combination of Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, and Markel Fultz. That's a 
that's that's a pretty bad defensive backcourt uh i think they need shooters consistent shooters and i think they need defenders scotty barnes could turn into a three and d for them and he has like a jonathan isaac-esque build where he's too tall for his position and he has a great wingspan but he still moves like he's six six so george before josh keeps talking about uh deep packages uh i have a question for you to end it off yeah josh can hop in on this too uh team in the top five of the lottery, most likely to make the playoffs next year. And I'm including – they have to be – they are, they can get the 10C, but they have to make the playoffs. they got to play a four-game four series. Okay. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, definitely Toronto. Uh, they were – they weren't too far off this year. They just <laughs> – they didn't have, they didn't play a game at home. They, they fell had a lot off of COVID the and injuries. They kind of just fell off, and their core intact as long as they bring back uh, Freddie V, and we'll see what happens with Lowry. They'll have a great core uh, adding P. in that rookie – and, you know, Nick Nurse, he always coaches up better than sometimes the talent shows. They do have great talent there, though. So I'm expecting them to get back to the playoffs this year. Josh? Uh, I want to agree with George because that's the obvious pick. And <laughs> Don't I, take my I, pick. Don't do it. <laughs> I think I know what your pick's going to be. <laughs> Is it Cleveland? Go <laughs> Cleveland. I got the yeah. Rockets. <laughs> oh, okay. I, th- I thought Cleveland was next. You have the Rockets? I think the it's West too hard for me to watch. The West is the, tough. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you that I think Houston will probably be the best team coming. And back I agree with you that George took the obvious pick. It's the Raptors. Okay. <laughs> the Raptors obvious pick, just because I didn't just want to uh, uh, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go Houston, I, I'm not gonna take your pick. But they, they definitely well suited up. You know, what? I'll take Cleveland. They have Colin Sexton. They have Jared Allen. They have a whole nother year. They don't have to worry about the. I don't want to play Andre Drummond. Uh, they get got a guy at four. They they got a guy at four who they could are three. They have a Coro too who made an all rookie team. They're really set. They're pretty young, but I think Colin Sexton has a little bit more energy than most of the young guys in the league right now. And I don't know who they're gonna draft, but drafting somebody at three is just something you can't really really pass up so they're pretty well set off i'm curious to what they do with the uh, mr sad boy kevin love and once they figure that out this team is a drama well, he's playing club. for team usa so yeah, maybe he'll... So this maybe he gets refreshed i don't know but this is a drama free club USA. without kevin love so as long as they get rid of him draft who they need to at three they have a good shot of making the at least the plan what what position do you go if you're the Cavs? See, it's they got, they got Sexland, Okoro, a small forward, Nance, a power forward, and Jared Allen center. See, it's tough because um, the guys that they are supposed to pick are big guards, like mm-hmm. the green and the sug, so it's kind of difficult to let go of somebody, especially since Garland had that great year this year uh, where he actually looks like a true point guard. Uh, I personally would like if they traded down, got some more bench assets, and then drafted maybe like a – because at the back end of the draft, there's a lot of guys that are literally just Jonathan Isaac replicas, and they just take one of them, and then they kind of like flip up him and Larry Nance. Well, one name that is at the back end of the top five that they could reach on a little bit is Kuminga. He's a uh, Lehman. I talked about this. I don't know when. He's he's the worst shooter I've ever seen in my life. But they I, don't really need. They don't necessarily need offense because they got a good backcourt, and they also do have a okay, core. George, George, a league where offense continues to overpowered defenses they definitely need more offense we have also As seen guys they've already given up a position in Jared Allen, maybe two with nance who yeah, are the top we- four teams in the playoffs right now josh it's the hawks great defense bucks great defense no 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 they were top five <laughs> regular season they, they, have, they had a lot better defense and then clippers who locked in on defense although they're more they're the probably most offensive and, and, and also 
you know, he was a lot better at the end of his G That's League true. season That's shooting. He did. And people do come into their own with, with jump shooting. I mean, we've seen guys go, hey, LaMelo was shooting 29% with the way he Okay, but, okay, but, okay, going back on, going back on the point uh, that Lehman had, we're the top four teams in the league right now. Bucks have Giannis, Atlanta has Trey Young, Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi sometimes, and Suns so, have Devin Booker. They're so all generating. I, I, I think Colin two, Sexton is I hear on the two same part as those names guys. In that, I hear two Depoy's names in that, Josh, so defense does matter. I'm not talking about defense. I'm talking about the fact that they you have name the two Depoy's. So, Josh, Trey Young gets taken out of that series, and they're winning games 103 to 98 because they're defense. Oh. All right. I'm just saying, I don't think Colin Sexton has is on the same par as those guys, so they can't afford. He's not. He's, he is not. He's exactly. not. So not that guy. But not the whole that notion guy, that Colin. offense has taken over, it, Colin's been saying that a lot. Uncle Colin. Shut up. No, Uncle, it's not. Defense wins championships. It does. And staying healthy. Been, yeah, I, this playoffs has definitely proven me wrong. I thought it was going to be kind of like very high-scoring series, and we, we've only had like one real like high-scoring series. So, I would ask you because there's a lot of stuff back into the draft. Cavs. Trade the three pick for the Warriors seven and fourteen. Is that Ooh. is that ugly? Ha, ha, who, Cleveland who needs no? to get more. Cleveland needs to get really? more. Cleveland needs to get a player that see I, I think Golden State would even want more. I think Golden State would want a player that they can use off the bench, and I think Cleveland would kind of need something. I wouldn't dismiss like that a though, because player. Like a, so you, you, you think Nance in the third pick for seven and fourteen? I think that's way too much. That's way too much. That's why the Warriors would have to balance it because it's like right now it's like tippy, tipsy. This is an NBA 2K trade finder. You just get, you're reusing all five slots. What, yeah, what kind of I, multiplayer deal is this? I would I would use all five slots probably. I don't know. I feel like the Warriors would be they'd be kind of letting Cleveland off the hook, and then who do the Warriors draft? Well, then you could trade that three pick they, well, for something better. I think the value for the three I pick actually, is better than the seven and fourteen. I actually. I wouldn't mind them keeping three. I'd like to see them draft Suggs alongside Steph. I think he would be like the perfect guy next to him. But Clay's back and healthy now. That is true, and Suggs is a little bit of a smaller guard. So the Warriors I guess, yeah. can't keep these picks. I think we're in agreement there. They can't keep. Yeah. Them. Okay. Unless unless they're going to rebuild because you and if yeah. you're going to rebuild, trade Steph. Which to the you Lakers. Do that. Trade Steph to Lakers. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. No, I don't think it's that, George. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> um, but yeah, my little Rockets case. The West is very tough, but. A front court of Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> oh, I forgot Christian about Kevin Wood Porter Jr. and oh Mobley. Jeez, Louise. Um, and then you got guys like you know uh, House Jr. John Wall's still there because they can't trade his contract. The cheater, the shooter, Eric Gordon, the, <laughs> the eater. cheater, the eater, and the beater. Uh, <laughs> Eric Gordon. The big three. But uh, yeah, I think I, it's not. Like a, I, I wouldn't put money on it because the Rockets are in the West, but. Yeah, I think George had the obvious pick, but I like the Rockets a lot. I think Rockets built something special. Yeah. All right, moving on to that. Our last segment here, um, I think it might just be me, and you guys can chime in and see who I right. forgot or if someone doesn't belong on here. You go ahead and go, and then I'm going to – These are my top here. five favorite NBA white boys in honor of Kevin Herter uh, being deemed Kayvon Herter, and then last year, Tyler Hero being deemed Tyrone Hero. These boys just start showing out, and they get these, these epic nicknames. Um, I didn't go European. They got to be homebred from the USA <laughs> because if so, we're getting Luca, we're getting Jokic. Like yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, cheating. Yeah, no, these guys are pure white. <laughs> um, so first off, I grouped them together: Hero and Duncan, the, the Heat boys. That they're just they're Miami. The bubble guppies. Yeah, that they, okay. they just they, they both got that flair to them. Yeah. Two, 
just because of uh, why it was Kevon Herter. He's showing out here. He's he's Damn. redhead too, which boosts because he's redhead. He's velvet. Three, Joe Ingles. Um, he's Australian though. Mm, kinda, but what does he look? <laughs> <laughs> kinda. I, I don't have an Aussie accent. I don't. Uh, yeah, I do. Isn't Kyrie Australian? Ben Simmons yeah, but, is Australian. I, I know Ben Simmons is Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, Caruso. Okay. Free my boy. Especially because, you know, the whole uh, – I, I hope I hope your guy – Texas. I hope your guy is the, the next guy. <laughs> I don't think he is. I may have forgotten someone. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Did I forget someone? Oh my gosh! All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I, I have a legacy some, player though, Chase Blackburn. I, I will name. Some, <laughs> I don't have I'll a name, list. I'll name some of mine. Um, coming out of Indianapolis, Indiana, Gordon Hayward, the guy I thought you were gonna say, <laughs> the most obvious, the the most friendly white guy in the universe. He's the Andrew Luck of the NBA. He had the best wife in all of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tulaton, Oregon, Peyton Pritchard. He just came in there. He's doing pretty good. <laughs> My fa- I think my favorite white guy of all time, though, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, TJ McConnell. Absolute, <laughs> absolute, absolute legend. Um, some other ones, Kelly Olynyk. you could have named. I thought you would have named Kelly Olynyk. Uh, I love Mason on the Plum- table. Mason Plumley. Uh, now no, we're digging. But- <laughs> nobody, nobody say Myers Leonard. And then probably my second favorite player, uh, Cody Zeller, because it there's no reason for him to have a starting center job, but he just does. And it him and Cruz remind me of, of each other a lot because not only are they like balding, but they have like they yeah, they're athletic. Like Cody Zeller dunks <laughs> on him. He's like, like he's got he's got yeah, Cody's and Cody Zeller is a very fun one. But TJ McConnell is probably my favorite. Uh, you got a a legacy player. I like I said I got Chase Buttinger. I have to think, and I don't, we don't have time for me. We don't got think. time for that. George did not get the memo. Uh, he doesn't want to do this game. You That's didn't okay. Send it's it okay. to me in the in the pregame notes. <laughs> you uh, didn't hear menace. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as host, I'll declare a winner. Josh had some better ones. I tried to whip this up quick because I thought we were, we were recording last night, and I didn't look back at it. So. And he didn't send left, it to me. I left a lot on the table, and Josh ate the crumbs. Uh, but who it's time to it's time to call it. Me and George got basketball to play. Josh has girlfriend to see. It, it's oof, wow. <laughs> First morning episode in the books, but that's gonna do it for tonight's episode. No, oh, tonight. Oh, they, they all show us wrong. Uh, thanks for watching or listening. If you like, we sure make sure to follow us at troopers Instagram and Twitter. Um, George, when he gets Wi Fi, I think he's on a hotspot right now. Uh, you'll see my got, pretty face. He's still got them Twitter fingers, though. Nothing can take him out. I think he's on his sister's hey, Wi Fi. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, on YouTube, you can see our busted faces because we woke up 20 minutes before this podcast. But hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, just like I said. Thanks for being OG, and 